0: Hello world, this is Aditya and you can also call me Adi because I know how hard those four syllables can be to pronounce, so call me Adi. I And I will be your host for this episode and I will talk the fuck out of my mind here, so listen up. First off, a lot of people I know have asked me why a podcast, well, Some of you have asked me what is a podcast and you know who you are. But to answer the why is because I listen to podcasts and I think this is the perfect medium for me to express myself. I have been listening to podcasts like the Joe Rogan Experience, the Impact Theory and especially the good old TED Radio R for basically my entire life. And I know how much that has affected me and how many things I have learned from just a sedentary act of listening with my ears from some amazing people. And now I want to tell my own story. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at scream. You can check the links for these in the bio for this episode. Now you must be wondering, Hey Adi, why would you name that podcast, Can't Scream, when talking or ranting is the only thing you will You will be doing? Well, let me tell you this world. Well. I named this podcast, Can't Scream, because I think there's just too much screaming and the constant desire from all of us to prove ourselves right on every matter we speak on out there in the world, whether you see this on social media or any other mainstream news channel. And I think all this screaming is drowning out the basic conscious self of each and every one of us. So by naming my podcast, Can't Scream, I wanted to broadcast to the world and myself that I'm doing this. As an intentional effort on my part to cut down on all that screaming and project some realness and positivity out into the digital world. This is the first episode of this podcast and before we jump in, I just wanted to tell you guys where I plan to go with this thing. So for now, we will be mainly focusing on things happening around the world of tech, sports and music. But we will also be producing some episodes where we interview people with real stories, some people who have something to say. Additionally, I will be sitting down with some of our friends around the world to get a feel of their lives and maybe learn something from them. As I am broadcasting this from India, so from time to time we might switch to Hindi if or when we have something to tell to the Indian listeners. But for a start, we plan to produce this in English. Ok, first off I want to start with some tech news. So this one is coming out of YouTube. Google launched their music streaming service YouTube Music for users in India. Now that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, YouTube already has a user base of 245 million people in India and speaking from personal experience, YouTube does seem to be the preferred choice of Indians to stream music videos. With the launch of YouTube Music, Google is going to demonstrate competition with the likes of Apple, Spotify, GSL, and Ghana. Frankly, many more domestic streaming services in India, so they have to be on their toes. T.J. Fowler, who is the director of product at YouTube, says that, We know that India loves watching music videos on YouTube, be it vibrancy, choreography stars, or glamour. Music from India has always been so much more than the audio. Therefore, for us, with the launch of YouTube Music, all the emphasis is on the familiar and to make every user experience richer as they start using the service. From recommendation music videos, live performances covers to new videos. It's all here and only here. Now that is what I call leveraging your hand in this one. I mean Google already have so much control over our lives and now they are coming into the music sphere in India. So that seems to be the right approach to going after things. Now. The main thing is the pricing that Google has set for the ad-free version of this is around one point four dollars per month, which which converts to about ninety nine rupees in Indian currency. Now, yeah, I checked this app, and I can always say that this is not just a music streaming platform; it is much more than that. I mean, you can play videos and audio in the background. The UI is pretty cool and easy to navigate, and it is ad-free. But the catch is. You have to buy the premium version to get all that. You do not get background play, download or add free experience with a free version, which is a trial, so I'm not sure where they're going with this sorcery. Now, do I think YouTube can manage to compete? Absolutely, I do. I mean it's Google. they practically run our lives and they can do whatever they want. So biggest company in the world. but could they have lowered the prices a bit than their competitors? Yes, they should have. I think if that had happened, YouTube Music would have blown the other services right out of the playground. But in all this, I think there's goodness for Indian consumers. Now, now we have a wide pool of options to pick from and that could mean quali- That could only mean quality of service and lower prices. Okay, so let me know what you guys think about YouTube Music platform in the comment section of our Instagram page or tweet us. Okay, the other thing I think should be more in the spotlight is what's happening on the Facebook side. Now, recently Mark Zuckerberg has come out and said that Facebook will start focusing on users' privacy from now on instead of the philosophy of public sharing, which most of the social media platforms rely upon. Zuckerberg says, we are building a platform for social communication aligned with the direction people increasingly care about messaging each other privately. I believe a privacy-focused communication platform will become even more important than today's open platforms. He also says that they would achieve this by, party, by practically integrating the three platforms he owns—that is, Instagram, WhatsApp, Messenger—so users can message from one platform to another across the network. Now, I'm not really sure where it goes with this because. His intention, he says his intention to focus on users' privacy, but his past record and Facebook's past record as a company has been dainted with stuff with, when they ignore users' privacy and sold data. I mean, I don't know if you know, but Facebook practically sold data of uh, approximately 50 million users to Cambridge and Analytica, which is a data mining company and which provides politicians and political parties with data's of their voters so that is a big thing that is a big thing to be blamed on a company and they have expe- accepted these charges now i'm also re- really not sure about the integrating part yeah sure facebook does need to look at its business model and try to figure out the solution to the problem it faces but i really don't think integrating anything is a solution also you know i read this interview and you can also read it on forbes and I think it's on Guardian and New York Times uh, where Mark just say Mark just seems vague vague about his intention and to me is these are just words I mean he did not specify exactly in which way he wants to integrate these three and you know that is really not a, a not a fixed case or not. this is what really not I mean convincing me too, that Mark really now cares about users privacy all of a sudden when he had a Senate hearing. And after that Senate hearing, he was, you know... I also hear things on other platforms that things inside Facebook are really, are really not good. I mean, some of the executives are turning up and saying that they haven't seen Mark this agitated and this embarrassed. I mean, his Senate hearing was a big thing. I mean, and I don't think he did well. I mean... I don't think he knows how bad he did. So to me, this sounds like Mark trying to get some positive light after his appearance in the front of the Senate and the front of the public all over the world. But I'm really hoping that he does something because this this has really tainted Facebook's image all across the world. Now let's talk football. The main thing that happened this week was the UEFA qual- Champions League quarterfinal draw. So I'm gonna give my thoughts on each of the draws, and let's see if you agree with me. So the first one is Manchester City versus Tottenham Hotspur. Now both English sides both have a moderate following across the world. Manchester City playing really well, Spurs. Are really unpredictable. They can do anything. I mean, they can win this, or they can totally blow this off. Like to do the Spursy thing, they will blow this off. But I, I, I hope this is an interesting matchup because I really, I really want Spurs to do something this season. I really want them to. You know, Come out with the trophy not necessarily the Champions League trophy, but if they go to the semi-finals, that's a win Now second one Liverpool versus Porto Okay, so Liverpool incredible form just Bayern be, 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 and it, Porto Also in a good form the league performance has been okay But I don't really see past Liverpool in this one. I think they will beat Porto comfortably and proceed to quarterfinals. Next one is Juve Juventus versus Ajax. Yeah, Ajax really surprised the world when they beat Real Madrid. And fair play to them. They did play really well. and They did fight for their place in the quarterfinals. But Juve has Cristiano Ronaldo. And the way he played last time out. I mean, do you really think that he will take Ajax lightly i mean do you really think he doesn't want to go to the champions league if he do i mean i don't know what to tell you don't watch football anymore so for me this is you game now the next one is a big one it's gonna be my favorite i'm gonna watch both of these legs on my toes manchester united versus barcelona a lot of history between these clubs they have faced each other three two times consecutively in the Champions League Finals both time Barca winning but you know they they don't necessarily have bad blood but you can see in their fan bases that they really don't want to get beaten from the other side so I don't really know how to predict this because United really did a job on PSG when they went to Paris and stole the quarterfinal place from them Barca were struggling in the first leg of their match but they did eventually come up with a solution in the second leg against Lyon. So, this should be an interesting interesting watch. But if I had to give odds to someone, it would be Barcelona. I think United played really bad against PSG in Paris. But, you know, this is a 60-40 thing. And I give the 60% to Barcelona. Also, we'll be talking NBA this Tuesday with a special guest. So, stick around for that. Thanks. Hey guys, I just wanted to share my feelings and send my thoughts to the people who lost their loved ones in the attack in New Zealand and Christchurch. So, basically, I don't know if you guys know this. I think you would have known by now. It's a pretty big, big event. So last Friday, that is the fifteenth of March, two mosques, I think their names were Masjid Al Noor and the other one was Linwood Masjid in Christchurch, New Zealand, were attacked by a suspected white supremacist. Yeah. So the guy who did this, his name was Brenton Tarrant, is an Australian man. He's twenty-eight, I guess. He's a white guy and was living at in New New Zealand at the time. He's Australian and he's living in New Zealand, yeah. So, yeah, he's believed to be a white supremacist. So, these are the guys who hold beliefs that that being white is just, you know, superior to anyone, everyone else of any other color. So, yeah, he did this. The New Zealand PM, I think her name is Zakinda Ardern has condemned this attack, you know, and she has made a very bold and public statement that the laws which allowed this guy to hold a gun license and two semi-automatic and two shotguns through which he, he did this attack. She said that New Zealand will change their gun laws after this one. And, you know, this guy killed 49, 49 people and, injured another 20 and i think i don't think if you i don't know if you've seen the video that this guy was broadcasting around social media it was on live streaming on facebook and it was on hn and twitter so in this video i think he was wearing a helmet and on that helmet he must have had a gopro camera so he is just walking around shooting people and these masjids. So, uh, yeah, so this was an Islamophobic attack. So, yeah, this guy, uh, Brenton, who did this, he posted a manifesto on 8 and Twitter uh, 74, 80 pages of open letter to the world that how much he hates immigrants and how much he hates people who are not basically white and what he intends to do about it. He pretty much declared that he will attack. But, you know, I don't know how this happened. If he posted a manifesto and Taylor and HN both failed to, you know, let the Australian and let the New Zealand police know that this guy has been up what this guy has been up to on their platforms. So that's another scene. I'm not going to go into that because I don't know all the legal precedents and all the legal process of why they did but they did i don't know so yeah facebook also released released a statement that when the new zealand police told them that this guy was live live casting this video of him killing these people uh they took down his account and his the video immediately but uh, there's also question that why facebook failed to know that this video is on in the first place and why the authorities have to te- had to tell them that something was going on you know, on the platform so, so you know that's that's the thing that that needs to go detail. i'm not going to do it right now i'm i've been reading up on this on cnn and other elite news channels but uh, yeah i'm not going to comment until we have the full detail so here yeah, i just i just wanted to send my thoughts to the people of new zealand and you know this is a, this is a, a very horrific i mean i don't think i've ever seen something like this on social media i saw that 6 minute video and it's it's just it was just flashing things and on my mind that how how can someone get into a mentality and a psyche that that makes him to pick up five deadly weapons and go around and shoot other people like they were not humans. I mean, if you have seen this video, you can see that this guy's calm while he's shooting rounds. I think he fired 200, 300 rounds to kill these people. Like he's shooting rounds like it's a video game. I don't know. I don't know if he realizes that the people he's killing are real people and they have families and they give to the world and you know these people have real lives but you can see from this video he doesn't think that and you know it's something it's like the beliefs he hold took to control of him I, I i cannot comprehend and you know think how someone can someone can get into that mindset but you know, there's also talk on CNN, and I, I, I was watching this on CNN, and there was talk that he could be doing this to broadcast to the world on social media that what was doing, what he was doing, was somehow justifiable. He, I don't know what he uttered, but I think he, he, he's a nut. He's a nut. He believes that. His race is superior and how other people should die so he's a nut but You know, I think he's a goner Yeah, so he he was arrested by New, the New Zealand authorities and they were all they are also looking for other suspects so could be involved in this uh, Because if you see this video you can know that this was planned. He had inscribed something on the guns and the uh, so it was pretty detailed. He planned this a long time, and I think other people were involved too. Yeah, so you know, I just I, I hope your people are also in solidarity with the world on this, that how horrible this is, and how this isn't natural for us to act. This isn't the way that one human being should be acting to any any other kind, not just human, you can't, the way he was killing people, you can't imagine yourself killing killing animals that way, but, you know, that just highlights how much human, you know, human psyche can get hold of you, and how much it can, your beliefs can turn you into a monster, so that's basically it, so, you know. Just my prayers and my thoughts with the families of people who lost their lives in these horrible attacks. Hey guys, so you just listened to the first ever episode of Con Screen. Let me know what you guys thought on our Instagram or Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear more about. Let me know what you want me to cover more. Also, let me know if you will ever want to collaborate or want to talk things with me or you know share your opinion with me on my podcast i will i will consider any any advances i will consider anything you have to talk about so just hit me up on instagram or twitter and we'll talk things.